Sam. Hello, Anna. Oh my God. You sound, why are you perched on the chair? Sorry, I'll sit down. Yeah, no, 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 you don't have to. You don't have no, to. Whatever makes you comfortable. Oh my God. Are you comfortable now? <sighs> yes, I'm comfortable, but I, but if you wanted to be perched on the chair, I just hadn't seen you do that before. It was a weird move. I don't know why I did it. It felt like a power play. Momentary, it's gone. Pass. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm analyzing <laughs> your every move. I know, I know, I know. It's okay, though. So I got to work today, and well, first of all, I've always wanted to be really open with my amazing listeners and, and just with who I am, because I don't feel like I have a lot to hide, maybe a couple of things, but not, but not a lot overall. But sweet Chris, my ex, got engaged to Catherine today, and I'm so happy for them. I knew that it was going to happen, and I love her. And I love him and I'm, I'm just so happy that they found each other. And it, I so subscribe to the idea of like expanding like family and love and with Jack. And I guess when you are in a public relationship, it's not dissimilar to like when Allison Janney here on Mom like wins an Emmy. And I'm so happy for her and I'm so proud of her and I'm so thrilled that I get to work with such a brilliant actress but I I know that people like at work when I come to work they look at me like are you cool with this and it's like yes of of course I'm cool and that's almost like the harder part of things is people sort of looking to me for for my reaction you're super happy for I mean I know this because just from knowing you and speaking to you every day ever since they started dating you you were so happy for them and yeah and she and and she I haven't met her but she she seems lovely you said she's a amazing yeah yeah and i'm in a relationship like i'm you're in a I'm relationship just, and you're happy I'm everyone's just, happy yeah jack is happy everyone's yeah, happy it's funny how it didn't occur to me until i walked into <laughs> work it felt like you know that feeling of like being the new kid at school right, a little right. bit like wait why are you guys wait what's that wait <laughs> everyone's like kind of surreptitiously taking my temperature <laughs> and, and that, that that's um that's just a funny element to having a public life but no chris texted me this morning and he was like, you know, I you know, I proposed to Catherine last night and I was like, ah, that's amazing. And I said, I texted him back like, I just want to remind you I'm an ordained minister. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Chris, I, I can attest to that. Uh, she married me, Chris, and she did an amazing job. So thanks. I don't think that, that will be, be listening. The, maybe, you know, I'll wouldn't talk, that maybe. be, the, oh my God, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I, <laughs> Well, I'm not very good at it. I think you're very good at it. Thank you, Sim. I do want to be open with my dear listeners, and I do want to congratulate Chris and Catherine. And so I love you guys, and I know that um, you. I'm, I, I'll send you a text <laughs> saying like, hey, by the way, I talked about you guys on my podcast, <laughs> but I do love you, and congratulations, and I'm thrilled. They're both fucking amazing people. I'm so happy. And Two of you, I'm going to say this right now. This is a compliment to you and to Chris. The way you're handling your public divorce and your co-parenting the way you're doing it it should it should be the gold standard because the truth is there isn't any bitterness and i'm just so happy that we're that we're all really happy and do you think there'll be a day there where we can get feel, Catherine and chris on the show i would love that that would be amazing right yes <laughs> i would love that too <laughs> wedding planning what's it like <laughs> you know it's my favorite topic <laughs> anyway that's um, great hey thanks dear listeners for letting me like bleh. yeah but but that but it's truly how i feel and i and I, I think the reason why we're talking about it too sim is because i do feel the need to just have have my voice heard on the matter yes you know and and anyway i love you guys and thank you all for your support and now the bachelor colton underwood 
Colton Underwood. There might not be a better name. It's a great name. In the, the history of names. Be it contestant. <laughs> Wait, how do we get Anna on the batch? Like, can we can we figure out like a yeah, hundred well, percent? Can we figure I, out like a podcast date? Yeah. Well, okay. here's the how do you a bachelorette <laughs> in a relationship is it might be, but I I do want I I'm fascinated by the dialogue of like when you have cameras all around you, and I'm sure you've probably had the same this same conversation like all day today, but. How do you, how does one sell oneself? And you don't have to because you're already like the king. I don't know. Is there like, I need to work on maybe my eye batting? No. Like, but see, like, even like from the very beginning, it's just like who you are. Like just, if you're nervous, own that you're nervous. It's just being very real. I'm nervous right now. Colts and underwear. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) No, I think like the major thing and the one thing that I tried to do this whole season was like just try to make people as comfortable as possible. How did you do that? Uh, Like casually kicking your feet up. I know. So I I got critiqued a lot because like obviously it doesn't look good on camera if you're like slouching. They'd be like, I'm sorry, but we just want to get your best angle. So like you'd always have to sit proper. I would be the worst. Oh, I was so bad. (laughs) But I mean, I think just. I don't know if you have a bad angle, by the way, Colton. Sorry, go on. I appreciate it. But uh, I think just making sure like, hey, I've been in your position before. Like before we even start having a conversation, be like, hey, I've been in your position before. And it took me a while to realize that because I came off Bachelor at Bachelor in Paradise and went straight into Bachelor. So I felt like, you know, I had it under you control. I was knew. used to like the cameras. The ca- right. I knew all the camera operators by name. I knew the audio mixers by name. So like I felt like I just had like I had it down. Yeah. Um, but then I also just made the assumption like, oh, these girls got it. But they really like it, it's an intimidating thing. Oh, completely. And you're getting like mic'd up and you have yeah. this thing attached to your bra strap. And you're just like, I didn't wear the right dress. And like for this mic or, yeah. or something. They have it rock. Like, like ladies wearing their heels. I don't know how they do it because I'm wearing like flat dress shoes that are sort of comfortable. And I'm still like my feet are hurting. Those are really nice shoes. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a shoe guy. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> And I'm I'm so tempted to say that you you have very handsomely large feet. <laughs> I have big feet. What do they say? What's the saying? Oh. Yeah. Okay, listen, we, we're not going to get into that. Well, we could. <laughs> no, we could. <laughs> um. So, Colton, thank you so much for being here. Truly, it's so kind that you're here in my annoying dressing room, and I feel like I stink, which I do. We were rehearsing for the show today, and then um, we come and do podcasts up in my cramped i love it tired dressing this is, room this is st- it's cozy though you have food you have wine you man you have this setup well i have to get my guests relaxed <laughs> here we go i'm relaxed let's go um okay so you obviously you're done with everything and there's no contact i know i'll just get this minutiae out of the way because i'm sure you've been talking about it forever but when can there be contact like with the chosen Wait, do we know that he picked someone do we know that for a fact Oh. We don't even know that, right? Oh, we don't know that. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, I, see, you're just going to have to see how everything plays out. Because here, here's also the reason why I want that to be the case is because I came into this like, I got this thing figured out. I know how this works. I had an idea how the format of the show goes. And there was a lot of ups and downs and it wasn't pretty. And I think that was one thing that I realized, uh, you know, love isn't always like this beautiful thing. Like it's beautiful at times, but there's ups and downs and I want people to experience it with me. 
and I don't want I don't I sort of it's like the best kept secret. Did you feel like as I mean maybe it's an obvious question but that certain people you thought you knew one side of them and then maybe something else is yeah, there's ups. It's just like any other relationship. There's ups and downs. You find something out about somebody. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so attractive. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. And then two days later, you see how they handle a certain situation or how they react to something, and that tells you everything that you need to know about them. So right. then it's just like the ebbs and flows but of a are relationship. Are you able to witness that? Some, because sometimes I feel like you're kind of protected. You, you're protected in a way. So like the producers don't tell me anything about any of the women. It's up to me to ask those questions and it's up to me to observe um, and really try to analyze and figure out who they are, what type of person, you know, are they like just who's best for me at the end of this. And when you're in your bachelor house, do you get lonely? Like, how does that work? No, um, do they believe it or not, we keep a very busy schedule. So we're always, we're always like either on a date, in an interview, filming. Right. Um, when I wasn't sleeping, I had a treadmill in my room. So I was working out or running. I just, are you allowed to watch? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thanks for uh, listening to podcasts. Um, I, yeah, I watched uh, some TV. I had a TV in my room, but I barely had any time to watch it um and then i had an ipod they gave me an ipod without like wi-fi connection so i could listen to music music. you have no idea what's going on what was going on in the world the only way that i knew about it was if something like major happened um and it was like breaking news but other than that i I get i get downloaded when the show's over they're like hey by the way this happened this (laughs) happened this happened because you missed everything like pop culture sports like it was during NFL season, so I missed all oh, of the no. NFL games for the most part. And we were traveling. We were in Asia for most of it. So, like, you know, Chargers are playing at, like, 3 in the morning. Or- okay, so wait. Speaking about football for just a second, and then yeah. we'll get on to, like, the relationship-y stuff. But um, did your parents inc- – like, how did you get into football? And was that sort of – did your parents, like, have your full, like, backing with that? And – when you joined the NFL, I was asking Terry Crews about this a few years ago. What must it feel like to slam against another person's body with everything that you have? Hey, like at, sometimes it feels really good. Like when you just want to <laughs> let the anger out and let it go. But my parents were both athletes growing up, so it was one of those things at a young age. Well, hey, if you're playing sports and keeping yourself busy, they knew the like the life lessons that came out of it. Then it became in high school. Hey, if you're playing sports, you don't have to get a job. So you always are playing for different reasons. And then I was blessed enough to get a scholarship and play on a full ride at Illinois State. And then from there, I really realized like playing in the NFL was a could is achievable. And then once I got to the NFL, I was on practice squads and bounced around, and I took pride in making my teammates better. I knew my role, and and I like wanted to do the Will best you that I could. Me? I don't know what your role was. Oh, I bet so Sim a does. Practi- I, I was on the team, but I was on the practice squad, which means that I just practiced. So honestly, it's like, Rudy. Do you remember Rudy? Yeah. Honestly, it's you, sort he of was like Rudy. The, the best. Um, oh, yeah. I meant to tell you. What? Because you said you talked to Terry Cruz. You know, Terry Cruz is on my season this 
No. Yeah. No, I didn't know next, we loved next Harry. episode. We love him. Yeah, he's him and his, him and his he's wife the are both there. His podcast episode was one of my all-time favorites. You should yeah. go ta- back and listen he, to this. He, he one. talks about the cult of masculinity within football, and he also talks uh, he talks about something very interesting, which is about how player loyalty is sort of enforced and um, sort of mentally cultivated when they get traded. You know, players just get traded, and then there's sort of this expectation of of being incredibly loyal towards one's home team, which is not their home team. And then eventually it's the most, it's the most ridiculous business I've ever been involved in. And it's most cutthroat and most brutal and just sort of ass backwards. But I mean, I mean, they don't like, if you get, you're injured, a piece of meat, not, you're not going to get paid. You're you know, a piece they, of meat. Yeah. You're a piece of, like, they don't, they will, they mm-hmm. will turn you over. They'll use and abuse you. That's exactly. how it is. Um, and yeah, there is stigmas and there's certain things like, if you don't fit into this mold of like this athlete persona, you're considered a distraction to the team. And then do you really, really want to be a distraction or do you want to be different? And like, that was like the hardest thing for me too, is like, I always had to like put on this front and this lie just to fit in just because I didn't want to be that distraction. Like, I wait, 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 what do you, what do you mean? So a, a good example of this isn't even me. It's Tim Tebow. I mean, you go in there and, and everybody, he's considered a distraction to a team because everybody, he's so faith-based. And then he's also talks, they talk about his virginity that it was taking away from the locker room and from asking football questions. And then the team doesn't like that. So it's like the, the whatever media latches on yeah. to a narrative. Correct. And, um, and then if you don't fit that narrative, then you're going to be, you, right, you get right, forced out. right. Oh, interesting. And fucked up. Yes, majorly. Yeah. It's brutal. And it's mentally, like that's probably what Terry was talking, it's mentally exhausting for a guy like me because I've never been the most athletic, but I've always trained very hard and I've worked really hard at everything that I've had or earned in my life. But when and you're doing that and then you're watching you're viewed view- as expendable or yeah. a, or simply or even better than expendable, I suppose, but not much as a commodity, which, you know, as an actor, you it's, know, a, it's you, almost it's a cutthroat business. Yeah. Yeah. You can sort of relate to the idea that like, OK, well, there's a lot of talented people out there. So how do you gauge your own value in the system that's sort of like feels like yes. it's it's that it's dictating that yeah. so how do you find like your own i don't know sense of worth i suppose well and that's the thing is like for the longest time i let i let football define me oh interesting like yeah. i always i always like let that be my thing and it was really hard because it was in a way it was like built in like every family christmas all my family like right. so how you, how's your chances next year like oh. what team are you on and so that's it's like so much. they never ask like hey how are you doing right. like i remember that as a kid i was like do they like know like i have a life outside of football do they know right. how my school work's going do they know how this is going and that's not a fault to my family because they're very supportive and i think for me too like they know i enjoyed football i liked playing it i had a love for the game but it becomes a point where all right, well, you guys going to ask me how my personal life's or how I'm mentally doing or right. how I feel? I completely understand. I have the most incredibly supportive family and I've been acting for a long time, but when I would go home That's all they want for to talk about. holidays, it, well, and it wasn't so much them, but it was more the out, like, you know, people outside, uh, you know, the neighbors and my like old family friends. And it was like, why are you going dancing with the stars? Or like, well, I, you should have been that role. And it's like, well, yeah. I tried. I 
Listen. Right. right. <laughs> no, you're not telling me anything new. Um, but but yeah, the, the identity that feels after a while so separate from people who love and care about me from a distance, they just can't relate to the experience of, of the constant pressure and rejection and acceptance. And it's like... It's overwhelming. It almost becomes yeah. overwhelming too yeah. because you're like, oh man, you almost feel like the additional pressure now, yeah. like to make, and it doesn't even make sense. You and you, then I think I realized that this last year is, I put so much pressure on myself of like trying to live up to a certain standard. Where now it's like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life because I just own who I am and I'm comfortable in my skin now. That's amazing, and I think that also comes maybe with age too. I mean, not that you're, it, yeah, but it does. Like experience, like this light, this last year, as far as my personal experience has gone, has been. Ten, at least 10 years worth of experience just crammed into a year. That That's amazing. I don't know if you feel like telling us a little bit more about that. Is it because like the ownership of honesty? Yeah. And I, I, I think like I'll go to bat for this franchise and this show. Everybody like I am very aware that we're filming a TV show. Right. But the reality of it is when you don't have your phone, when you don't have access to TV and you are sitting across from somebody and really getting to know them, you're really getting to know a lot about yourself too, because they're asking tough questions, um, questions that I've never been asked in my life. And you're talking about things sometimes for the first time, obviously there's a camera on you, but you don't, you don't realize it in the moment. And then when you actually say them out loud, you're like, oh man, that's why I felt the way I felt like that. And you, and I just had so many, I call them aha moments where after I said, I'm like, oh, that's why I am the way I am. Because the ladies on the show have limited time with you, do you think that they people wanted to ask, like, just kind of get to the point of things? Yeah. You don't waste any time. And I appreciate that because that's one thing in my life. I don't like to waste time. Right. And I, growing up, never dated just a date. I date with a purpose. I date for marriage. Yeah. And I'm not in a position where I want to waste my time, where I want to waste your time. So we have to figure this out. And the only way to figure it out is to get to know each other. And to ask the tough questions. Have you been in long-term relationships? I had one prior to the show. And I think that was the reason why I went on it is because I never really spent time focusing on my personal life. I always was professional and career driven. You were driven, yeah. I always want to be honest with my listeners and open. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast. The other one was because I wanted to talk to strangers without sort of the cloak of celebrity a little bit yeah and we'll get into that later but my first husband i always sound like you know i'm really sophisticated when i talk about that i think that it was checking something off of the list a little bit for me it was like okay because i was so career driven that it was like okay like i've got the the relationship part down yeah i've got that part secure uh-huh. that's on lock because i i love i love being in a relationship i like having intimacy insecurity in an insecure, you know, uh, profession. And uh, I do think that was, you know, maybe some missteps in my life has been sort of that need to lock that part down, to check that thing off the list. Mm -hmm. I think I realized that though too is because my mom had me when she was 24, my parents separated. And I think for me, it's like I had this checklist off of the standards of my parents. It's like, okay, well, 
I'm, I remember sitting there. I was like, I'm, I'm 24. My mom had me. She was married. She had her life together. And like I viewed that as right. success because that's all I knew is right. like the checklist thing. Right. Where now it's like, I just want to enjoy my life. I want to be in the moment. I want to be present. Whatever happens, happens. Right. But I tried not to plan. I tried not to strategize. But I feel like that's what successful people do is like they have goals in mind. They have, they, but you can't do that. It's not realistic to do that in your personal life. You right. can't set benchmarks for a personal goal, like something right. of that magnitude. Right. No, you're you're 100% right. But I think there is a societal pressure, maybe especially for women, I don't know, but to like, okay, I got that part done. I got that part done. Mm-hmm. Got that part done. Have a kid. And because acting, there's so much instability. Yeah. As I'm sure it is with, uh, you know, being in the NFL, the athlete world, that it's like you cling on to something that may be that feels stable even though it might be preliminary i suppose or you avoid it in total like i did because (laughs) i didn't have stability i mean that it's a truth though because i would be in san diego and in the position that i was in on practice squad is it's week to week like you're i didn't know when i was going to get my next contract signed or when i if i was going to be picked up so a good example of that is i signed with the chargers in 2014 played the preseason with them so i was there um for OTAs in preseason for six weeks, got cut, went to Philadelphia, played with the Eagles for two weeks, got cut, went straight back to San Diego. Can you imagine if I had a family? I get excited. I'm like, hey, I got an opportunity in in Philadelphia. We're going to take there and we're going to start planning our life around there. And it's like, oh, by the way, you get fired. Like, Because people, when they view it, they talk about NFL players like, they're like, oh, he got cut. He's done. And it's like, no, I got fired and I'm now unemployed and I've worked my whole entire life for this. And you just say, oh, he got cut. He's a trash player. And then you get picked back up. And it's like, it's just big. It's actually much bigger than what people think too. But it's just the stability wasn't there. So why would I, in my mind, it's like, why would I put somebody else through that too? And then also you have your family, like you were saying earlier, like your family celebrating and you feel the pressure of that. Because then I feel like like I'm letting them down. Exactly. Exactly. And what I had to realize, I think through, because you know, like through the course of my career, which has had ups and downs and ups and downs or whatever, but that I realized that their celebration is not equivalent to the disappointment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they, they, they have my back and it, and it's not like, and I feel like, Oh, I'm going to let them down that I, whatever, uh, didn't get that job or they're, but, but that's not the case. They're just like ready to celebrate when I do get the next job. I, f- I found that out too. And because I have the same, I have a very supportive family. It's based off of your happiness. So yeah. they just want to see right. me happy. Right. And I just, I realized like the times that they've seen me the happiest was when I was playing football. So their correlation was, okay, football makes him happy. His success in football is what we want to see because we want to see him happy. Sure. And I think it, yes. it was up to me to show them like there's other aspects of my life that make me happy. Right, right, completely. And of course, like they brag to the neighbors or whatever that oh, like, but any mom and dad this, should. Right. But at the same time, it's like we put as children more weight on that than they do almost, you know, yeah. like it's like, yeah. So they tell the neighbors like, oh, yeah, you know, she didn't get that job or whatever. Like, yeah. but it's not like it's affecting them as as much as we perceive it. No, because we're so close to it. That's the yeah. thing. We're so almost, almost yeah. blind to it because we're so close yeah. to it and we hear about it. But yeah, yeah. I see. it's the correlations. It, in my opinion, the NFL isn't the NFL is an entertainment industry. 
It really is. I want to say something for our listeners listening right now who aren't familiar with the NFL. To get onto a practice squad of any team is almost impossible. To get onto a practice squad and be cut and then picked up again and then get cut and it picked up again is like winning the lottery. To get 100%. into the NFL and play even one game is like winning the lottery. To sustain a career, running backs now. Oh my God. Like they're yeah. one year and they're done because there's someone else that's coming up and then that's why they're not signing for big contracts. It is such a cutthroat industry. The fact that you did what you did is amazing. So don't like, I don't want you to sell yourself short in the sense that like, no, like you're a right. disappointment. You, you, no, what you did was insane. Right. Yeah. But wait. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But wait, Colton, this is where I need you to forgive me. What position? I played linebacker for two seasons, and then um, I finished my career at, at tight end. So defense for first two years, and then offense. So I went from tackling what, people to catching the ball. What did you prefer? I like hitting people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like getting hit. <laughs> okay, so. so wait. So did you like, I mean, because there's a fucking ton of pressure, I would imagine, to catching the fucking ball. To change positions at that skill level, I'm trying to compare it to like for you. It, it's like changing your acting style. Like going, like it's almost like it's would be like it's a completely new playbook. It's a completely new scheme, completely new stance. Like from the ground, you are gutting everything that you know and you learned over the last, for me, it was 16 years. And then you're changing it. And then being on the offense, if this is me being mm-hmm. completely idiotic. Are you, so you're servicing the quarterback Correct. completely. So if you don't catch like an ill-timed throw, I mean, that's like being, I don't know, Horatio to Hamlet or something. I, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I love where we're going with this. I, like, I, like yeah. do, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. like the... But it all comes uh, down to, and it's one of those things that all comes down to time, to, like, precision time working working off of each other you know how it is like i'm sure there's yeah, other actors yes. that you really oh. you perform way better around because you guys play off of each other so much better well that's how it is so and on the show i know it's like it's a stretch here maybe but on the show that i do mom i oftentimes have what i call the t-ball stand lines mm-hmm. where i'm like seriously mom like blah 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 not a funny line, but it sets people up for a joke. And I enjoyed because I love my show. I love my team, but I understand my position. And yep. and it is like um, this format actually like multicam is sort of the closest I could imagine to being on a 
sports team, but um, because it is, it's you're a like, part of a team. You're a part of a right. bigger picture. Exactly, because you're setting it up for somebody else to have exactly. success. Exactly. Well, yeah. If you're, blocking, if you're a blocking tight end, you would you would you know create a nice block to get for the running, so back, for the running back to get a first down, mm-hmm. and so that you're setting someone up. Yep. Yeah. So it works, right? Yeah. One hundred percent. But I want to do the victory dance. You could do the victory. Just run next to your running back and I'm do the victory do right dance now. with them. <laughs> okay, so wait, Colton. Yes. Uh, I know that you have to leave because you probably have something else to do. He but has I Kimmel. To to he has Kimmel. Oh, oh shit. Okay. 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 <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait, wait. We have time though, right? We have. We're good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Have you ever been on a dating app? Probably not. No. Okay. Sim has a lot, but let's imagine, if you don't mind, Colton, okay. that The Bachelor never happened. Okay. And you're single. Yep. And you join a dating app and you're on a series of first dates. Okay. These are deal breakers. You can say, you know, yes or no. Yeah. Whenever she has to pee, she says, I have to make my bladder gladder. Playful, cute, and funny. So, yes. I mean, that's that's not a deal breaker for me. Okay. But what if she says it like this? Oh, I have to make my bladder gladder. Not cute, funny, and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So it all depends on the delivery. (laughs) And did she say it multiple times over dinner? Maybe like once. I have to make my bladder gladder. (laughs) Do you get it? (laughs) I get it. (laughs) It would all depend on the delivery. (laughs) Do you know I love baby horses? Really? Colts. Ooh. Yeah, we really love them. Colts, and I have to go make my bladder gladder. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're out on this date with this person. Okay. Oh boy. Here Wait, we this go. is a different person, though. Okay. Okay. Um, she says, I know that the networks put in sound effects when the helmets crack on TV. I would say you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But my dad, like, he actually is a Foley artist. And he told me that, like, whenever, like, the helmets and, like, your shoulder shields, whatever you call it, like really? crack against each other. Like they add in additional like watermelons, like cracking or whatever. <laughs> now you're just full of shit. <laughs> some okay. guys, wait, some so, guys are like mic'd up. I think that would probably be. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the best audio is when players oh my God. are mic'd up. This is juicy. NFL films have been I didn't know for this. years you need, and years. You need to Google some because oh, there's some really good, yeah. like, funny lines that people – because just think about it. Like, when you mess up, some of the stuff that I would say, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm not mic'd up right now. Because, <laughs> like, oh. some of the stuff I'm saying running down the field when I'm mad, it's just like oh. – Where the fuck do they put their mic packs? <laughs> uh, they get hot, those things. I mean, oh. you probably the ladies. It's, it's an antenna. Oh, no. it's a, I think it's a very the small, bachelor, small microphone. Small no, yeah. no, no, no. Those things are hot. Oh, we wear a waistband around ours. But what do the ladies do? Because I know they strap that they, it to their bra. Yeah. Or like the back. Or of like their, their thigh. Right. Um, like or, the in, their inner thigh. Or they thigh? slip. Like when I wear a suit, they slip into my back pocket. So I don't. Have that to means wear a waistband. wait. Oh, so you don't have to wear. It. I thought that yeah. maybe the ladies' mic was. In oh. your, it's like, dang, we're getting they're, really they're, they're very close. Go ahead to you and go ahead and, and yeah, go ahead and slip your mic back in my back pocket. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna use that. That's a good pickup. <laughs> That's a really good pickup line. Um, she tells you she has never watched The Bachelor, mm-hmm. but then when you go back to her place, you find an entire season on her DVR. Oh my! I've actually dealt like. I've had people do that to me before. They're like, I don't watch a show, so you're going to have to bear with me. But do you remember in season one when you're on the show and episode two when you said this at this moment? I'm like, wait, you said you don't watch the show, but yet you're asking me about something I said on the show. Oh my <laughs> I've, God. I've caught people red handed. 
It gets awkward. We, we have to do this later. Can we do a little improv? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So you're at a sports bar. Yeah. In Hollywood. Maybe you're hanging with a couple of buddies. Yeah. Whatever. And um, Sam, what do you think your bartender name should be? Uh, let's call Dumb Dan. Dan. All right. I'm going to come sidle up next okay. to you, but don't worry about we'll it because your, friend, your friends are over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yay. Oh, my God. Can you, like, they won't even, like, turn it up loud enough. Do you need the volume turned up? Yes, please. Do you what need was your drink name again? Well? Dan. Yes. Yes. I want to Hey, Dan, my man, can you turn the volume up? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. For this lady? Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? I'm really good. How are you? Good. My name's Colton. Nice to meet you. Hey, it's nice to meet you too. What's your name? Um, Autumn. Autumn? Yeah. Nice. What do you do? Oh, well, I do a lot of things actually. Like I'm um, a sports analyst and um, I'm an actress and I mean, not whatever. Like that's like my side gig. That's how I earn money. Yeah. Um, but my passion is sort of massage therapy. Oh. You look familiar to me. I don't know why. Like you've got like, I don't know. Really? That's something weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for like the Lakers or? Yeah, the Colts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's the Lakers versus the Colts. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a high scoring game. Oh, my God. They always are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, like when you break down, like when you break down like Lakers Lakes versus Colts versus as a sports, baby horses. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like yeah. Who's your favorite player for the Lakers? Oh, God. I would have to say um, Kobe. Yeah, nice, nice. He's uh, he's having a phenomenal year. Oh yeah, it's oh my really god, killing. yeah. Well, and I know that we're all these things, like, but whatever. It's yeah, like, I'm cool. Yeah, Magic Johnson. I mean, he they really could get more out of him too. I feel like the same way. Yeah, and I know that he started like the that like a uh, movie theater th- franchise. Yeah, but just like an, that's just like a passion of his. I just feel like that's so cool. Like when an athlete like expands you know yeah what other do you watch any other tv shows yeah um i am i know it's so stupid but i really like the real housewives which Um, one you know there's like 12 there's like 12 cities now um i like house of cards nice and i don't know i watch a lot of news i like to keep up on you know world events cool current things you know what's your what's your most current thing um, I would say it would be like involving borders and fences. Fe- yeah. And I don't know. I just like, I want to combine compassion with creativity. Yeah. That's sort of like, I don't want to go like, it's like a passion. We just years. met. I don't want to like get all, boom. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, yeah. Um, nice. Yes. But you, like, you weirdly look familiar to me. Yeah. Um, I did a show. I think it was like last year or something. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Were you on below deck? (laughs) No, um, I didn't get casted for that one. Mm. Um, I ended up doing ABC, like the bachelorette. I was like one of the guys. I don't know it. Yeah. um, That's weird, huh? It was like Becca season. ABC, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was was fun. It was different. Mm. What's what's it about? It's It's like a dating series. So like, 30 guys date like this one girl and I was just like one of many guys oh my god that must be hard yeah it had its challenge yeah it had its challenges yeah mm-hmm. like what I mean dating a woman who's dating other men I feel like one of the challenges must be like I'm not on a hit show or something well I mean I don't want to you know to the horn but it's been around for 
a lot of years now. So it's sort of popular. Oh, I'm not that old. Um, well, there's Google and like YouTube. So you could watch like old seasons. You don't watch the show? Not really. No. I mean, I don't like, I think it's out there in the zeitgeist or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like my roommate like watches something called something like The Bachelor or something. I don't know. Oh, nice. But, um, well, you should watch it with her next time or ask her about it. That's fun. Yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, I think you could learn like, a lot. Like, you into me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to break character right now. But yeah. Like, there's just so much you could learn about me. Um, okay. Can I confess something? Yeah. I actually knew who you were. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Dead. And so I'm sitting right here. <laughs> oh, man. I know. But here's the thing is that I just wanted to be cool because I didn't want like everyone to freak out. Oh, Because you probably I get like freak that. outs all the time. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, I'm kind of known for my generosity. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, I'm a Gemini. That means I'm, a, I'm like have dual personalities. You know, oh, I'm, a, I'm an Aquarius. Like a twin. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, that means you're peaceful. Your yeah. water sign. That's it's cool. Chill. That means like you're super like amazing in a relationship because you never want to like stir the pot. <laughs> like you flow your own way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So you knew just you knew about me then this whole time. No, not the whole time. It it was like the Colts time. <laughs> All right. See, I've learned to just call people out on it now. <laughs> like, it's it's way easier just to be like, I would respect it more if somebody was like, hey, by the way, like, I watched you on this. I like how you handled this. Or I, li- I don't like how you handle Like, just go direct with it. And I'm going to go direct with it, too. Be like, oh, so you, you've not yeah. been sold. So this is really But here's the thing now. is that I've been around a lot of famous people. And I never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, you know? I was on The Bachelor. I'm, not, I'm hardly famous. Oh, my God. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're so and I just don't want, I don't want to be like, oh, like I'm in this for the wrong reasons. Like I'm like. What are wrong reasons? Can I ask you like your <laughs> definition when you hear like. Oh, they're Wait, doing am it for I in character wrong. or not? No, out of character. Can okay, I, I, just, yes, I genuinely yes. By have the a way, Colton, you were really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you were really good. <laughs> good. Sweet. That was good. I didn't even know where to go. You were so good. Damn. It's not often that like a... I felt like he was like actually charming you. Oh, like, totally. Like you were, now I, I understand I why he's really a bachelor. Did. I know. There's I a reason really... ABC. I mean, they're, they're smart people. There's a reason they picked him. <laughs> Shit. He's a charming guy. 
<laughs> you charmed you. I've never seen that happen like I that. Know. Yeah. I know. I, Colton, you owned that shit. Oh, thank you. I, I told you, anytime I get into something, like, I want to try my best and try my hardest. <laughs> Anything I touch, I want it to be great. They, they know that, too. I was like, I know, like, we're even filming with, a TV show, but I know I want Mike, to come oh, out of this happy. Even with Autumn? Even with Autumn. Yeah, I want to give him, I want to give you a chance. That's sweet. I don't know if you want to. I mean, to I, I, I saw the first episode. The Who would you give a chance to? You gave a chance to Catherine. I mean, I, Four I, times. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced. You want to know yeah. why? Yes, why? Because I just, I like direct people and she let it know from the very beginning, like she was there for me and she wanted to get to know me. I know. And I, I had an Despite idea. Despite her jumping in, like rudely interrupting Colton, a few people, like yeah. you totally were, you were, you, were, you gave her the second chance, even though she interrupted, like she was kind of mean to the other people that you were talking to. I didn't, not in front of me though. Okay. So you but, know what I mean? I don't get to see that. But Colton, right, right, right. Colton, is that what it takes? I mean, didn't, uh, they're all there for you. Correct. And the dynamic of every relationship is different. And I think that's something you're going to watch in full this season, which was hard for me to balance was I would have a relationship with somebody in which it was playful, fun, and then I'd have a serious romantic. And then I'd have one like that that was sort of the friendly banter going back and forth. So there's so many dynamic. Right. There's so many different relationships. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, how when do you, you date, do it? When you date Peter and then you go and date Joe, you have differences and then you like something more than then. And then Brian also has this. I'm just making up names. I'm not saying you're out like. Oh, I love Peter, <laughs> Joe, and Brian. Shout out to Peter, Joe, and Brian, everybody. <laughs> but but you like I've never really dated. I've been in like four long term relationships. So you're like me when you date, you're dating yeah. for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And um, so I wouldn't know how to navigate those waters. See, that's everybody's like, well, why did you handle it a certain way? I'm like, okay, you tell me how you'd handle dating, dating 30 women. Like, how do you get that experience before going on the, being The Bachelor? You don't. Were you able to tell like when somebody was kind of being, I don't know, phone, phony? No, I mean, no. Do men succumb to like bicep petting and like... <laughs> Like, um, uh, like in compliments. I, I'm, yeah, I like physical touch. That's, I, it's part of like a good, yeah. healthy relationship. For yeah. me. I, I like physical touch yeah. in a relationship. Because I, I, I'm, I'm with you, but I just don't know if men, if there's like a one track and not necessarily like to get into bed, although I think that is probably an ultimate goal. But, but I do wonder if, if it's, if some women are much better seducers than I am. Going through this was really cool because I got to see what I want and what I need out of a relationship, which is two completely different things. There would be different parts of relationships where I'd be like, I really like this or, or I really need that. That's amazing that you have that kind of self-reflection about, about this experience. Because <laughs> I had this was my third show. <laughs> it took me three shows to realize that. But, okay, so so wait, what did what did you want and then what did you need? And you don't have to get specific yeah no course, but so like going in that was one of the questions before i even started filming the bachelor's like well what do you what do you like look for and i said always spontaneous um fun adventurous i need somebody to challenge me i need to be pushed um and i think realizing it in a way is like this is how exactly i need to be challenged in a relationship and i need to be sometimes i need to be called out and i appreciate somebody who's willing to call me out and shoot it to me straight because it might not be what i want to hear at the time but it's what i need and it's what i like yeah, I need to be like, okay, buckle in, call me out for my, you know, for the BS. And yeah, let's get through it. Yeah, is that because? Well, I, and I wonder too if like being in 
like the highly competitive world, like football, like you're used to a coach. Like I take criticism well. Here is right. the challenge on doing this as The Bachelor is I took criticism well when they're like, oh, you missed a tackle. Here's how you're going to improve. And the next game I'd go improve, right? I would have a chance to get better. Now I'm putting my personal life out there and they're attacking or not attacking. They're criticizing my personal life. So now it's not like, it's not a quick fix. Like that's just me and that's in my DNA. Like that's who I am as a person. So it's hard for me to sit there. You take it differently. when somebody's. It's like you take it personal. You have no other way to because it is your personal life. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's sometimes yes. it's hard because I think, and you, you could probably relate to this too. It's at all the times when people are like, "Well, how do you take the negativity?" And, and I think the easiest answer for me would be like, in the most fake answer, but oh, I don't see it. I don't pay attention to it. I see that. I see it. Sometimes it gets the best of me. Sometimes I brush it off. It depends what type of mood I am in. I mean, I'm a human being. Right. Like we read the comments. We read. We read. I read things I probably shouldn't spend time reading and care I about it too much. No, don't do it. Don't I know. do it. Don't I know. Everybody it. tells me that. I know. I know, but I, but I understand it's like, I, I understand being in like, you know, the social world or whatever that it's like you want. What's your best, what's your best way to go about that? Um, Do you ignore it completely? I, uh, sweet Michael Sherman, who's right there. Yes. He, he reads the comments for me oh, nice. and, uh, he gets back to me on when he thinks I should, uh, adjust something, <laughs> but, but no, I, I mean, because it, it's true that like, you know, so you uh, lean on people, you have a support system. Yeah. But, it, but it's like, you could have like 20 really nice comments about something. And then that one negative thing is like, kind of just eats away at you like a little acid in your stomach or something. Yeah. And and it's frustrating that you let something affect you and then you sort of spiral into that idea. But can you imagine that? Like, I'm so glad my childhood didn't consist of that. Yes. Because I too. can't imagine being somebody because I went mm-hmm. through my time in high school where I had self-esteem issues and I had my insecurities. Could I, I couldn't imagine having to go through that in high school where now with social media and Instagram and Twitter, it's just so negative and so toxic. I couldn't imagine what it's doing to some of like the children. I know. That's just me. I love it that you just said someone like the children. <laughs> <laughs> like the youngins. Colton Underwood. <laughs> the children. Someone like the children. <laughs> the children of this but, generation. <laughs> it's incredible to be sort of where we are in in like a, a privileged idea that people care to listen to this podcast. Yeah. And, and, and you're right, to a platform and and but and that combined with um with criticism because the whole idea with this podcast was to have a a degree of vulnerability and to let people know that everybody sort of experiences a degree of the same problem yeah not all the same but a degree right whether that's rejection it's usually rejection why won't they like me and or why didn't this turn out the way I wanted or why am I not like whatever closer with my parents, whatever. There's a gazillion yeah, of them. Right. And I think that we lose touch of that in, because there's the, this, you know, the, I hate to use the term bubble, but uh, like we can be insulated in this bubble 100%. where it's, um, it almost makes you feel more sensitive. Yeah. And I think for me too, like the purpose, cause you're like, Oh, don't read them. But the purpose for me reading them, I think as an ex athlete, is I lo- like I'm looking on how to get better. So 
and it's not that I'm going to change who I am for somebody, but it's how can I relay my message in a clearer way? Like, why are they misunderstanding who I am? And then oh, there's that's a, such a brilliant point. There's some there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, there's nothing I can do or say that's going to make this person like me. It's just it is what it is. But there's also sometimes where I also realize what was just shown on TV or shown in an interview, they could take a different way. And it's for me, at least in the position that I'm in, it's like, how can I use my platform to clarify that message? Or how can I really drive that home where I don't change who I am as a person, but I change the message that I'm delivering? If that makes yeah. sense. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I'm not, I would never 100%. change who I am just to please one person out of my comment section who is trying to tear me down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Autumn. <laughs> hey, Anna, we, can we get, we have to get yes. to the calls? Yes, yes, yes. Just because I want to yes. make sure he gets yeah, Kimmel yeah. on time. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't, you know, if he doesn't yes. get to Kimmel on time, I whatever, you want to have a guest. for you to give to Kimmel. Okay, I got it. Oh, but I also have a gift for you. But well, I like I giving gift. gifts. You know, I love, like, I'm, I love giving gifts. It's my thing. Gifts. It's my love language. You, that's your gift giving. Uh-huh. I can tell that. Oh, yeah, wait, do, we, do we have a gift right now? Quality time. No, I just want, I just want, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, wait, is this a gift for Kimmel? I, I, yes. Is it, is I ju- Kimmel? Yes. I just, right. will you give, Colton, will you please give Jimmy Kimmel a gift uh, from me? Yes. Okay. Do you, should we show it to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Will you please? Okay. Oh, Colton, describe yes. what you're holding right now, please. Um, Right now. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's spermies. Yeah. Um, right it's, now I'm holding... A little, a little penis. <laughs> He's yeah. looking at your public. You're it's looking a, at your publicist right now for approval. It's a stress <laughs> okay. penis. Because you know why? Because I represent Walt Disney right now and Mickey Mouse. Signs no, but the the Anna handed it to you. This is this is. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you have yeah, no control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no control. What she just yeah, put in yeah. my hands, but yeah, she listen, just put a penis we, in my we, hands. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's fine. But it's we, okay. we'll just tuck it in here, and then you can give it to him privately. It's like backstage. a silicon. Like a, it's like a. What do you? How would you describe the consistency? Ah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, filled, a it's filled reliever. with a stress liquid. reliever. It's a stress yeah. reliever yeah. ball, but it's yeah. a penis. So, yeah. gotcha. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. wait, you're playing yeah. with the balls yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. it's got. Just, what does it have? Uh, just tell oh, Kimmel that. Oh, you know what's inside the ball? It's, it's sperm. Oh. It's sperm inside the ball. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right, I really get the calls now. 